Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 332. All people need to know with the way that I'm doing it now is that your brain can change. That's it. I don't need to explain another thing. Attention gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there. Happy Saturday. Surprised to see me here instead of on Mondays? I'm doing a switch of the air dates of the show. So for the next four weeks, we're publishing on Saturday and Wednesday instead of Monday and Thursday. Why? To see if this is better for you. More listening time over the weekend, given many of you are in 9 to 5 or other part-time jobs. Of course, the shows are available to you already come Monday, if that's what you prefer. Isn't it nice to have options? If you have thoughts and comments on this, I'd love to hear them. Just direct message me over at Gift Biz Unwrapped. I want to remind you that doing events like craft shows and farmers markets offers great photo and posting opportunities for social media. And I bring this up because you've told me you're discouraged when you don't see any of the time and effort you put into social media moving the needle on your sales. So take this as a changing point to do something different. Putting in more time posting in the same way isn't going to magically bring you results. You need to change the way you're posting and what you're posting. You don't need to put in more work. You need to put in the right work. That's when things will change. If you need some help with this, I've got you covered with the Content for Makers program. Content for Makers will enlighten you as to why your social media activities aren't converting into sales. It will also show you how to put less time in and start seeing activity that will increase your sales. Just imagine a day where you know exactly what to post and to get it done in five minutes or less. Then you can spend your time interacting with potential customers, deepening relationships with those you already know too. And it builds upon itself naturally. Yes, this is possible. Content for Makers includes a step-by-step strategy to formulating your unique plan based on your business and your products. Then you'll have 375 social media prompts over a full year of ideas. Along with the 375 prompts come 375 image suggestions, so you're not left hanging on the creative. These prompts and image suggestions can be used for all platforms and all types of posting. Images, live streaming, reels, even email direction. But that's not all. Posts aren't going to work if the right people aren't seeing them. So you'll also receive a video and a worksheet on how to choose and use hashtags. This is a way to attract the right people who will become your customers. Most people are doing this wrong. There's more to Content for Makers, too. To see all the details, just jump over to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash content for makers. But honestly... At only $27, it's a no-brainer. Why carry on posting as you've been doing all along, expecting different results? Sign up for Content for Makers now and see the transformation of your posting experience change before your very eyes. giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash content for makers. Ready and waiting for your immediate access right now. With no further delay... Let's get into our topic, the law of attraction. How exciting to think about having more control over your life than you've considered up to this point. And the fact that it's ready and waiting for you to claim almost sounds too good to be true. It's not, though. And we have the secret law of attraction expert Bob Doyle here to lead the way. After all the attention the secret got when it first came out, Bob has extended the mission to make it even more powerful to bring real results into our life. You can start implementing this right after the show. So I say, 
There's not a second to waste. Let's dive in. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Bob Dole. Bob is best known for his contribution to the global phenomenon, film, and the book, The Secret, as a law of attraction expert. His company, Boundless Living Incorporated, has been in the business of helping people create lives they love using law of attraction principles and the science of neuroplasticity since 2002. Through online programs, speaking, training, and coaching programs for both groups and individuals, Bob helps people get clarity on their vision and then shows them exactly what to do to make that vision a reality. Bob's been teaching these principles since 1998 and is driven by his passion for creative self-expression. His work is heavily focused on helping people decide who they want to be and how they want to express themselves. And he says this should be the most fun and creative endeavor you ever undertake, if you only allow it to be so. Bob, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Thanks, Sue. It's great to be here. I am so excited for this conversation, but I'm going to delay it for just half a second because I have a traditional question here that I ask on the show, and it's because our audience is all made up of creatives. So I have a creative question for you, and that is, if you were to describe yourself by way of a motivational candle, a color, and a quick quote, what would your candle look like? Well, this is a great question because we sit around and talk about this all the time at our house, just like candle, what candle would you be? I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. If it comes down to a color, I think purple is kind of my go-to. It's always been my thing. It gives me a great vibe. Some say it's the color of transformation, so I'll go with that. It just feels good. It's a good energetic fit. And I think that the quote, I've never been a person who carries quotes around and have one to go by. However, because of the direction that my sort of professional conversation has gone, I think that the, probably one of the most fitting quotes is the George Eliot quote about it's never too late to become the person you might have been. Because that really, really underscores my entire message right now is that whoever you want to be, no matter what your past, we can get you there. And it's a scientific process and there's no woo-woo involved. And so let's go for it. So that's the quote I would choose. So when people have dreams and they feel like they've advanced in their life, they've tried a bunch of things, things haven't worked, or for whatever reason, the connection hasn't actually happened, you're here to say it's never too late. I'm here. I'm there. I'm all over the place saying that it's never too late. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Well, I've got to start off. I'm pretty sure most of our listeners know the secret, but could you just very quickly define it for us so that we make sure that everyone's on the same page here? Well, the secret, as defined by the movie, basically is the law of attraction. That's how Bob Proctor sums it up, I think, word for word. The secret is the law of attraction. And it's basically this idea that we have a lot more control over the experience of our lives than we are taking advantage of. That we, through sort of the gifts that we've been given as a human being, can actually sort of move energetic forces into motion and manifest, if you will, a life by our design. And so The Secret was very much as sort of an introduction to that concept for a lot of people and talked about things like vision boards and visualizing and feeling as if and feeling good and those types of things. So that was the general message of The Secret. This, the movie came out and then about a year later, the book. Right. And I think a lot of people feel like that's kind of light and woo-woo, if you will, Yeah. unless you've seen it happen for yourself. And the more you start seeing it, and I'm talking specifically about my experiences, I can't discount the fact that I can't keep having coincidences over and over again. Right. So you become more of a believer when you see it demonstrated, I think. Well, some people do, and some people just still don't get it. It really depends. And part of the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing now, the way that I'm doing it, is because some people just so get it, right? Like they can have experiences that confirm it. And other people will have experiences, but they'll still deny it they'll still say, well, that was a coincidence or whatever it is that they do. And that all has to do with just how they were brought up and ultimately their brain wiring. But when you can embrace it and see it in action and realize that it can be so much easier, our life can be so much easier than we're making it. And the law of attraction is a big part of why that happens. But just as I'm sure that many, many people have discovered if they saw the secret and then just created a vision board and waited, it's just not that cut and dried. It's no less awesome, by the way. I'm not here to be a stick in the mud about the law of attraction. I mean, it absolutely changed my life. I know it is a thing, but I also have seen 
over the past 20 years, a lot of people just misinterpreting the message in such a way that they're not going to get results with it and they get frustrated. So what I'm up to now is unfrustrating them. Got it. Well, what do you think the biggest misconception has been? Well, it's this whole, I just classify it as magical thinking. And it just basically is the suggestion that we don't have to do anything and just through thoughts, etc., we will manifest our reality. Now, let me just say that there is no question that very often the law of attraction occurs as absolutely magical with no explanation and manifestations that happen almost instantly. But that's not something that people need to expect and demand or whatever, because they set themselves up for all sorts of disappointment in there. There's so much of this conversation is about detachment and letting go of the desire and all of that. And that's a tricky concept for people to understand because they're like, well, I want it. How can I stop thinking about it or detach from the desire? That's a very important distinction even in the work that I'm doing now because that attachment, from a law of attraction point of view, that energy is doing you no favors. It's basically sending this message that I don't have this, I don't have this, where is it? I'm waiting for it. And, it has, and if it doesn't show up just this way, I'm not going to be happy or that's not it. But all of that is just all the human stuff we've been programmed with. What we should want, what society says is cool or abundance or whatever. So there's a lot of that untangling too. Again, as you said in the introduction, my real passion is about helping people decide who they want to be because it's that person that needs to decide what they want. So who they want to be and then marking the path of how you're going to get there through the law of attraction and some of the other things you're going to share with us today. Yeah. So see, for me, the law of attraction, if you do the practical things that I'm asking people to do now so that they don't have to take any sort of metaphysical leaps of faith, right? Like I'm just trying to remove that entire layer so that it's accessible to anyone. But what they will discover is that in doing it that way, they are making the law of attraction work with way less effort because they're not attached and they've got their mind in the right place. And they're being, they're doing, they're taking action every single day. So they're literally changing their vibration, if you want to look at it that way. But what they're really doing on a practical level that everybody sees is they're changing how they're being. They're changing the meaning they're making out of their everyday moment so that they don't go into a limiting belief autopilot pattern that they've had. They're becoming conscious of how they are wired so they can make different choices. And then as they make those choices over and over again, their wiring changes. But as they're doing these different things, the world then has to respond differently because they're not doing the same thing. It's different output. And so what you get back will be different. But now, from a law of attraction point of view, all of those situations that are showing up that you can respond differently to, those are all kind of orchestrated on that energetic level. But you still have to step up and be that person who is going to attract those things and not the person wishing they could have it. Right. You have to take control over it. Yeah. Quick question before we carry on here. Where does religion for our faith-based listeners fall in any of this, or does it? Well, I try to keep them separated because it gets tricky, and there's all these philosophies. But basically, when I take a big-picture view, I just think of, look, if, especially like if you're a parent and you have children, and think of the creative intelligence, however you'd like to label it, as a parent of us. We are the creation, right? We have come forth from the infinite creation, who, by the way, created everything. Infinite creative intelligence, right? So we have come from that, whether you call that God or whatever. Wouldn't you assume that your creator, your parent, would want the very, 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 very best for you? Yes. So they coexist together. So whatever your belief is, law of attraction comes on top of that. Just as you were saying, that whatever that energy force, whatever you believe, yes, of course, is going to want the best for you. Yes, if that is a foundational belief that you have a loving creator who wants the best for you, then the law of attraction fits beautifully. And we've been given, we've been born with these amazing reality creation tools like our imagination and the fact that we have passion in the first place. Like, it's so clear we're here to create. It's so clear that we're here to have the experience we want to have. Like, specifically, to come to this planet in this form and have the greatest series of experiences we can because we are the way that the universe experiences itself in the physical. And so we've been given these unique passions and drives and desires. What do you think? That's an accident? Like, the universe is perfect except for us. And we were somehow programmed <laughs> with this thing. With all of the miracle that we are, we still go, no, nah, but I can't have what I want. 
But see, that kind of programming, our limited thinking that we don't deserve or that we need to earn, that's all man-made. That's all made up stuff. But boy, oh boy, it's generations deep, right? But the fact that we exist, that we have sprung forth with all of the senses and our ability to create our lives by design means that's what we're here to do. And good news, it doesn't have to be just one thing. I see people so caught up in what is my passion? What is my purpose? Well, what do you want it to be? What feels good today? It's truly you get to choose because our brain wiring is what determines so much of that. And so our personality and the limiting beliefs and the action we take or don't take, it's all just programmed in there, but none of it's based on truth. It's just based on programming. So if we want to get, be free of that so that we can take other action and get different results, we just have to reprogram. And that's just about sending new messages on a consistent, very consistent basis because you've got a whole lifetime of wiring to replace. Okay, this is perfect because one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on the show is I think so many of our listeners do have those deep-seated beliefs, whether it came from their parents, somewhere this thought came through that they aren't enough, they don't deserve it, it shouldn't be for them, but they still have the dream. Like inside them, they have the dream and they're kind of fighting against what their mind has been telling Mm -hmm. them. And I'm feeling like our conversation here might be just that golden word or thought or approach that helps them think differently so that they release themselves from themselves and start pursuing what they really want to make them happy. So let me just say a few key things to all of those people. If you can look out in the world and see somebody doing what you're doing successfully, then you know that it is possible. So any doubts around that should go away. But they don't, I mean, because we're still programmed to go, who am I to do this and all other layers of things. But a lot of this skill set is about detaching from all of that and becoming the observer. This is like the first skill set I teach people really, or is to become aware of is like tuning into, okay, I'm an upset. I'm having a limiting thought. And so just to observe it and realize this is my wiring. This is not truth. That's sort of the mantra. It's like, this is not truth. This is just my wiring. So you check in with yourself and go, what I'm wanting to feel right now is this, this pre-programmed thing, this way that I always go. How I want to react is this way, how I always do it or whatever. But I also know that this way, this is all happening in a fraction of a second, by the way. But I also know that this behavior does not serve who I want to be. So what can I do right now that is different? Now, the thing is, is that part of, you know, my working with people is you already know that in advance. We work with people so that they know who they want to be in advance in these situations. Part of our daily routine is sort of looking at the day that you have ahead, knowing when you might be triggered into go to autopilot and rehearse in your mind ahead of time. Who do I want to be in this situation instead of that to get the results of the person I want to be who has the life I absolutely want? So you rehearse it and you rehearse it as if, as if, like you're learning, you're teaching yourself, how am I going to respond differently in this type of trigger? So that when you get there, you've rehearsed it. You've tried it on emotionally. You felt it in your body. You've done it a million times and then you get to do it. And the minute you embody it and do it, and then you get that reaction from the outside, the rewiring process has begun. All you have to do is keep freaking doing it. You have to continue to do it. And this is why 93% of personal development fails, whether it's law of attraction, secret, or anything else out there is that people don't complete the rewiring process. They're in the thing to transform. They get very excited and the programs can all be fan flippantastic and absolutely work. But if a person is going through this transformation process by themselves without the proper support, they will eventually hit the limits of their wiring. That's called learning. It happens to every time you learn anything. So that's, it's completely normal. But somehow in this personal development conversation, We make it mean, oh, uh, the universe doesn't want it for us and all this other nonsense. It just means, okay, now it's grow time, right? This is where we push through. So how do we want to be different? We have to create new neural pathways. And that takes repeated, repeated new information. And so, yeah, okay, it can sound laborious a little bit. Okay, well, then fine. Then just go back to going on autopilot and have the life you have because that's what it's going to be. It seems easier to have gotten here because it was effortless. You weren't paying any attention. You just let yourself be wired. So now we're being intentional. So it's going to feel a little extra uncomfortable. But you celebrate the discomfort because, yes, I am growing. And I know why I'm growing. Of course, part of this is to really know why you want to move on from where you are. Why do you absolutely have to get rid of that series of limiting beliefs or whatever? What is it that you're up to in this world that must get done that's not getting done because of how you're being? Let me make sure I'm tracking with you. So it all starts with you 
defining what you're trying to do in your life, what your goal is, what your vision is, and then a level of self-awareness of in certain situations when I meet with barriers that I already know prevent me from doing whatever it is I'm going to do. To your point, Bob, about you see someone else achieving what you'd like to do, but when you start walking that path, you block yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so what is it that you're doing or recognize and understand the ways that you're blocking yourself and then already have a predetermined plan of when I meet up with that barrier, here are the specific activities I'm going to do, even though it's going to be uncomfortable, to jump over that barrier, if you will. And that starts laying these new neural pathways. Is that right? Yes. You got it exactly right. Yes. I give you a 100% and a smiley face. Okay, good. Good. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, and that's the thing. It really is kind of, I mean, it's, I mean, I know we're talking brain science here, but it's pretty logical when you think about how our brain just gets programmed and how we're running that program and how it got programmed. So if we want to change it, we just do this. It's pretty logical. That's what I really love about it. It's like there's no metaphysical leaps of faith, as I keep saying. You don't have to think about vibration or getting it right or, oh my God, I had a negative thought or in any of the stuff that trips people up in the law of attraction conversation. And it just makes the whole process so much smoother. And my experience with coaching people in this way, doing things the way that I'm doing, is it happens so much faster. Really? Like in days, because it's a daily task to catch themselves. And they get rewards when they complete these tasks in our program. We have sort of like a little, we give them little dopamine hits all along the way because our brain loves that. So they get points that earn them, you know, other programs or whatever. But the point is they're doing it every day. So when they are incentivized basically to catch themselves and do this work, and start making different choices, then yeah, you can get instant results. The moment you be something different out there in a situation where you have been something else before, you'll see a different result. And then you keep doing that and you realize it can be so empowering. I've had so many people go, oh my God, all this time, all I ever had to do was ask for what I wanted. But they have stories about that. Oh, I don't want to inconvenience people and I don't know who am I to do this. It's like, uh, they probably know more than and I've had two instances just in the past couple of weeks of people just asking for what they want, thinking their whole lives that you just can't do that. That can be a life changer. Can you give us some real life examples? You don't have to share anything that's confidential, but revise it a little bit just so we have an example. So I'll give you the first example here. A woman, she's got medical issues. And she just wasn't liking how her doctor, how the treatment was going. The relationship didn't feel good. She didn't feel like she was being listened to and all this other stuff. But she was scared to death to say anything about that or to ask for a referral or any of those things. Like it was just not okay to do that. That's just not what you do. They're the doctor, et cetera, right? But meanwhile, she's suffering. And so, you know, we just like did like a simple round of coaching on this. And she asked and she shared with the group immediately, oh my God, the woman said yes. And I thought it was a good idea. You know, and then I think there was one other round of that with her on this chain. But I mean, this was her medical wellness that she was willing to just sacrifice because she was wired to think that you just don't ask for what you want. Yeah. Or it would be insulting to a medical professional to question what they're recommending or something, whatever it is. And that gets to the area of really understanding your self-awareness of how you think in these situations. Yeah. So much of this is about confidence ultimately, like really, really owning who you are. I mean, because that's, if you really own who you are and what you're up to, you really just don't care what other people think. When you can get to that point, when you're so confident in who you are and what you're up to, and that you're not here to please every freaking body, but the ones who you really speak to, when you get that, oh my God, that's freedom. And you can stand in quiet confidence in the face of any sort of people just, you know, saying, well, what about this or whatever sort of conflict. If you find yourself defending your positions, you haven't reached that level of confidence yet. A confident person who really owns who they are and what they do can just stand in the face of anything and smile and go, okay, well, that's your opinion. That is so energetically, wonderfully light and freeing rather than trying to prove anything to anybody. That makes so much sense to me. I do have a question about this though. Let's say I go through this example, I encounter a situation, I know what my plan is to work through it, and I do it, and I'm successful, and I get that smiley face like you just That's gave great. me a little bit ago, mm -hmm. okay? And I do it again, and the more you do it, you said the more, I kind of think of it in Chicago, you know, it's super snowy where I live here, not right now. When you're driving, and you're driving in the snow, and the wheels make a path, Yeah. Each time a wheel goes, the path gets deeper and deeper. So that's kind of what I'm envisioning here. That's exactly it, yes. 
Okay, so what happens if I encounter another one and I slide off the plan and I do it the old way again? Well, let's just think about that. I mean, it's again, are you going to settle back into the old way or was it just a hiccup? Because the old wiring is going to show up and they're going to have moments of weakness because you're wired the way you are because predominantly, consciously or unconsciously, you have been having these types of thoughts. Now you're being conscious about it. And the more you do it, the more it'll start to slip into your subconscious. The more you visualize yourself being that, the more that will get into your subconscious. And it'll be just easier to be that person as you go along. But every now and then, yeah, you're going to have a hiccup and you get a trigger and you just acknowledge it. You can still acknowledge that it's your wiring. And there's plenty of like release techniques. I'm sure you've probably talked about things like EFT and other release techniques that I'm still a huge proponent of in this rewiring work. I mean, it absolutely helps you when you hit that kind of wiring that triggers some sort of emotional spiral. So tools like that are invaluable with this and can speed the process along. Okay. I am not familiar with EFT. It would it be useful to define that here? Oh, okay. Just real quick, just so we're not just leaving this huge open loop. But if you're in the law of attraction conversation, it's a really good thing to know at all. But it stands for emotional freedom techniques. And it's just a process of basically tapping various parts of your body along these energy meridians. And it just sort of loosens up energy blockages. That's a quick way of doing it. But it's just a very quick way to sort of reset your body and sort of let go of old traumas. I mean, there's a billion household uses. And I highly recommend people just check out. There's tons of free information, tons of great. You could seek out a guy named Brad Yates. He's a friend of mine. I've known him for years. He's got hundreds and hundreds of EFT sessions you can learn and do for absolutely free. And when I introduced this into our law of attraction program back in 2004, pre-secret, it was a game changer for everybody. Any kind of release technique will help you in your day in general, but certainly in your, any sort of intentional rewiring efforts. Okay. And this is making sense how it is in alignment with what we were all talking about and learning about when the secret came out versus now, because you're bringing it to a more realistic way we can integrate it and maybe something that's just a little bit more understandable and doable. I think for myself with the secret, you know how you say like creates like that magnetism, like matches like? Well, yeah, that is a very common law of attraction definition that I have spent my whole career overriding. Why? Because it oversimplifies things. It's one of the reasons that people have problems with it. Because like attracts mm. like would suggest that like if you had two chairs that were similar, they'd slam together. And there's too many situations, examples of where opposites have attracted and so on. It's about vibration. It's about resonance. And that's all happening at an energetic level that may or may not appear like on the outside. So it's a definition that I stay away from. What I always say is if I'm defining the law of attraction, I say we are attracting into our experience those things with which we are in vibrational resonance. So it's not to put a preposition at the end of the sentence. However that is, whether it looks like or dislike, you know, again, I want to keep it real. And I just think that that generally is an oversimplification that's too much to argue. And see, that's the thing. All people need to know with the way that I'm doing it now is that your brain can change. That's it. I don't need to explain another thing. I do a little bit of science about neuroplasticity, but I don't want to inundate them with other information, just like they have been done with law of attraction. They don't need it. All you need to know is your brain can change. Great. And how do I change it? Like this. Simple. Like there's nothing, there's nothing to debate. The science is very clear. You can prove it to yourself all the time that your brain can change, that you can learn new things just by taking on any new task. So it is the most non-debatable thing. It's super simple. It makes all kinds of sense and it happens super fast. And let me be realistic about that. It's not overnight. We are rewiring. It's going to take time, but you can see the benefits of your rewiring efforts very quickly. Let me put it that way. Okay. So what do you say about a whole idea of positive thinking which will attract that positive element versus thinking the opposite of that positive situation. I am a jeweler and I'm attending my very first craft show and I'm going to be all set up, but I am super intimidated about talking to people. Are they going to like my jewelry? Like all of that. And one of the big things that I'd always taken away from the law of attraction and the secret is think positive thoughts. It's kind of like how athletes will do mental visualization before they even get on a field or a court. Yeah, that's the same idea as, as rehearsing how you're going to respond in a situation. It's the exact same thing. Okay. All right. So follow me through with this because this is a question. So I'm at my craft booth. The show's going to open. 
People are going to start walking in and I'm saying to myself and envisioning, I cannot wait to say hello to everybody, show them my products, get some feedback. I know I'll get sales, like just that whole positive mental thinking versus saying, here they come. I don't even know if I can talk to them. What would I say? My products don't look that good. No, the booth next to me is so much better. All of that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Does it hold true that that negative thinking brings negative and the positive thinking brings the positive results? The answer to this question right after a quick word from our sponsor. Yes, it's possible. Increase your sales without adding a single customer. How you ask? By offering personalization with your products. Wrap a cake box with a ribbon saying, Happy 30th birthday, Annie. Or add a special message and date to wedding or party favors for an extra meaningful touch. Where else can you get customization with a creatively spelled name or find packaging that includes a saying whose meaning is known to a select two? Not only are customers willing to pay for these special touches, they'll tell their friends and word will spread about your company and products. You can create personalized ribbons and labels in seconds. Make just one or thousands without waiting weeks or having to spend money to order yards and yards. Print words in any language or font. Add logos, images, even photos. Perfect for branding or adding ingredient and flavor labels too. For more information, go to theribbonprintcompany.com. It's all in how you embody it. It's perfectly natural that you have those feelings, given how society has been and how we are. And it's just that you would have that range of feelings. They open the doors, the people are coming, and now you're both positive and you're terrified at the exact same time, right? That's just normal. And that's a thing that you can observe. Again, this is about your predominant vibration. But normally, at the, in the end of the day, it's going to be how do you show up as a result of what you're feeling? So you can acknowledge that whole range of feelings and say, okay, well, I see that I can feel all of those ways. I'm going to try first to do this positive thing. I'm going to be this because being the scared person obviously is not the vibration you want. It doesn't take any rehearsing to know that that's not going to get the result you want. So you just have to try it on. Again, that's one of those things that you can rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse in the most extreme examples. Like what if in your imagination you could get comfortable with the idea of like 2000 people coming to your booth at the same time? What if you did it so much that you calculated how it worked and then that day they open up and 10 people show up and go, oh, there's a breeze. We have that ability to do that. And it's one of those things that we could do more often to create really an amazingly different level of results in our lives if we just would rehearse scenarios over and over where we can produce such a result. And by rehearsing it, it's more easy for us to automatically do it in the moment when it's needed. Well, it's easier because at least we have a menu of choices that we can go. It's also completely true that sometimes you're just going to get thrown and you didn't rehearse any of what really happened. But hopefully in the rehearsing, you've gained a certain amount of confidence. You're wiring confidence in you because in this rehearsal, you are imagining the feeling of absolute confidence. That's part of it. It's not just what you're seeing. It's what you're feeling. That's way more important. So as long as you go into this as the confident person, and one of the greatest things that you can do as a confident person is to just say you don't know the answer to a question or just be really super transparent about whatever, but you stand really, really firm in where your expertise lies where you know you're great and it's, you can maintain everything. You don't have to be awesome at everything, but really own what you're great at. Well, and I'm going to say that I think a lot of people couldn't even define it if they've never thought about it before. Define what? What they're good at? What they're really great at. Well, let's just take it as your example of a show. So you're they're there and in the capacity of an exhibitor. So let's just say that that's the thing you're really great at. Like you really make great freaking jewelry. But maybe you don't know a couple of other, th you know, I don't know, or maybe your social skills aren't the best or whatever, but you just own the quality of your jewelry and let it speak for itself or whatever. There's just ways to do this. But if you know that who you need to be in the world is a person who engages more easily and comfortably with people for you to fulfill your mission, if that's actually who you want to be, then you commit to that. So you commit to really rehearsing being that and putting yourself in that situation so that you go through the rewiring process. It's not going to be that it always just happens in your mind. You just like learning to ride the bike. You had to get on the bike. And all the other things, when you learn to talk, you had to talk to learn. So you will have to go through that experience, but that's just growth and that's just normal. And as long as you own who you're being in every moment and not apologize for who you're being in that moment, not apologize for the fact that you're just getting started, that you're a little shaky in this area, then you'll be great.
people will still be attracted to you. They'll be attracted to the authenticity. They'll be attracted to the creativity. And there won't be that layer of, oh my God, I don't know, if, you know, that layer of lack of self-confidence that is palpable at an energetic level. Right. And you said the word that a lot of people are talking about all the time, be authentic, be your authentic self. Yeah. I think it's really true, though, because if you are real and stand in your own truth of where you are in business development, who you are as a person in terms of natural tendencies, we all have things we can work on, right? And you just own it, and that's not good or bad, that's just who you are, then you're not having to try and mimic or pattern or, oh my gosh, what would they want me to look like? And I'm going to try and act like that. Yeah. That's just a whole layer of stress that you put on top of yourself. Yes. Ultimately, you want to attract the people who are attracted to exactly how you are who you want to be. So you define who you want to be, knowing that, that you want to attract those types of people and you let everybody else just whatever, whatever they want to do, that you have a specific tribe you want to attract. You want to be able to attract people in your life who support you exactly how you are, your creative endeavors, who you are personally, all of that. You'll never do that unless you put the real you out there. And it's kind of unfortunate the term authenticity has almost gotten like, it's almost laughable because it's been so overused, but I don't know how else to say, be who you freaking are. I mean, or whoever you want to be and let the world adjust and they will then support you in that and it will become easier to be that. But you can't be shy about it. You can't be apologetic about it. There's no timidity. There's nothing noble about playing small. We've got this limited amount of time here on the planet. We've got the brain waiting to be rewired at any moment, at any moment. You can start sending it new things. You just got to decide, well, okay, what do I want to send it? What is that going to get me? How much more awesome is my life going to be when I get to be this person? And guess what? We can choose what that is going to be. Exactly. It's up to us to do it. All right. So to try and get to some tangible, specific ideas for people who are, when we're done with this, they can walk out and try and make this work for them. Would it start with really reflecting on who you are now? We've talked a little bit about that. And then defining something that you would like to change or adjust. Would that be the next step? The way that I say to do it is to assess the gap between who you're being now or the traits that you have now and the traits that that ideal version of you would have. Same exact, exact initiative. It's like that person is going to maybe do what they say a little bit more than I do or, or keep their word or be on time or whatever the trait is. And you assess that gap. And then, yes, that's the first. Then now you're sort of on the lookout for that behavior in yourself during the course of the day. Okay. And then when you identify it, you will have already thought about how you might work through the situation differently. Yeah, so I can walk you through the day of a participant in my program so that you get the idea, so that you understand. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be great. So every day they have the same tasks. There is a morning meditation. It's just five minutes. It doesn't take very long, but it's all about imagining that day ahead, like we talked about. Like, okay, look at your day, and it's time to do the rehearsal, basically. Okay, so there's that rehearsal time. So that's how they start their day. And then they get points for doing things like engaging in acts of self-care. They get points for acknowledging when they catch themselves because we don't want that to be a small deal. Like catching yourself is huge. It's the first huge step in this so that we actually give them points, if you will, for just coming to the Facebook group and saying, here's how I caught myself today and here's what I did instead. So it's affirming, it's reaffirming the wiring so that it's basically just a series of constant affirming of who I am now. The end of the day, it's sort of that same meditation in reverse. You look back at the day you had and you look at situations where, okay, maybe I didn't be exactly who I wanted to be. How would I have run that differently? And now it's just a way for you to rehearse it again in the evening. Like how would I have done that particular moment differently? So you're getting feedback all the time. And this is a thing we didn't even talk about, but people are so quick to interpret results that are not in alignment with their initial vision as failure. And then they stop. But even categorizing it as failure is that's the nail right there. That's when it became it because it's not failure. It's feedback. Just like, again, every other thing in the world that was worth having, inventing, et cetera, technologies, failure, failure, failure. It's just things didn't work. Things didn't work. They get new feedback all the time. And this is no different. This is no different. You're going to get feedback that is not exactly in alignment. And the idea is, what do I do with this feedback? How do I turn this into a positive thing that will help me to move forward? Even though it may feel like two steps back, this is new information. And with this new information, I can change something and get better results. But most people say, I'm done, or the universe right. didn't want it for me, or whatever. 
it's not in the cards for me or I'm too whatever, which is why it can't work for me. It's that reinforcing their initial thinking. And we would have none of today's conveniences if everybody thought like that. There'd be nothing. We would have no civilization if that's how everybody thought. Nothing would have been invented. But here's what's interesting. Take an inventor who invented something like that, but when it comes to their personal development, it becomes the same thing. Yeah. Well, and I'm also thinking, like even in your group, I'm speculating now, so you can tell me if I'm right or not. But if people are going back and there's a lot of interaction and someone says, I tried this today and it really worked, I'm so excited about it, and someone else had a similar thing they were working on, tried the same approach that that first person did and it didn't work for them, they might think, well, it worked for that person and not me, so I just can't do it. Versus saying, that's just not the way it's going to work for me. Now I need to try a different approach. So that would be in that final step of kind of the reflection part of, all right, either I want a new technique for this approach, I just need to try it again and see what happens, or I need to try something completely different, but not give up on the overall change. Right. Like, for example, we have six different release techniques that we share in the program. And they're sort of mix and match. I just even put out a poll the other day, which one's your favorite and why? And I figured I'd get the results back saying that they use different ones at different times because they seem to be like EFT is great in some situations where others that are better or for certain things or for trauma or whatever. So having that skill set. So we've already cultivated an environment of not like, I don't think I've ever seen any post of anyone being discouraged because something wasn't working for them and they saw it working for somebody else. I think they understand that everybody's different. It's a foundational thing that the truth here, I mean, no comparison is one of the first tenets of the thing because we're all on different parts of the journey. We cannot compare. It is folly to compare ourselves with others and things like this because there's so much complex wiring going on that is guiding the choices and everything that each individual is making. It's such apples and oranges. Everybody is an apple and an orange. And so to allow yourself to get discouraged, it's just unnecessary. It's just an unnecessary use of energy, and it will take you away from taking whatever feedback you need and taking definitive action on it. Okay, when you say, what are release techniques, what does that mean? So that's like EFT. What that does is it takes, they're basically there to neutralize negative emotion. So when you get in, when your autopilot kicks in and you get these feelings of dread or worry or sadness or fear or whatever it is that your chemistry set has turned on and spilled crap all over the place and now you feel terrible and, you know, mm -hmm. a thought has triggered it or whatever, release techniques are there to give you relief from that in just a few minutes. So EFT is one. Sedona Method is another one. Sedona Method, this creator is Hale Dwoskin, who was also in The Secret. There's one called PS Tech that we share. I mean, there's several. There's, like I said, there's six, including hypnosis and things like that. But it's anything that gives you that sort of emotional release. It's, the release is around emotion. Negative emotion is taking you over. So it's helping with, go ahead and go into that uncomfortable area. And if you fall, I have these things that can help you pick yourself back up to try again. That's exactly right. Or to prepare for going through. Like they're great to use in a visualization exercise because as you go through a visualization of doing, like let's say you've got a confrontational sort of thing coming up or something, you can run that scenario in your mind and most likely you will have those negative responses will come up. And those are all wired in there. If you do, let's say EFT, while you're doing that visualization, then as those things are coming up, you're neutralizing them. So that when you go into the meeting or whatever, you're far less likely to have those triggers. So, yeah, I mean, there's great ways to use all of these release techniques with your visualization and other parts of this rewiring process. It's, it's really a critical part. Otherwise, it would just take far longer. Right. Or people would chicken out and not try it. Like they like the concept, but they won't really actually apply it. But hearing that there are some things that kind of support you along the way during these areas where you could slip off the plan is amazing. Yeah, the whole thing is not slipping off the plan. So my whole goal, and it's an ongoing one, is how, what do I need to do to keep the environments where people are doing this every day? Because once they cross that line of knowing that they can do it, then they're kind of on their own. I mean, we can provide ongoing support, et cetera. But when, they got to have that, oh my God, I rewired this, right? And if I did this, I can do it again and I can do it again kind of thing. Okay, couple more questions. Do you work on multiple things at once or only one situation or one thing at a time? 
I don't even think about it in terms of things like the things we're working on. We're crafting our being. We're crafting who we are. And that touches so many different like nuances. We can think of certain situations where we'd like to handle a thing, but just like going after one particular reaction, I think we might miss something. It's a more of a general sense of who do we want to be in general and how would that person react in this particular situation. Now, having said that, again, knowing those individual triggers and things like that, that's great information for taking into release techniques and things like that. Okay. And at what point then is your manifesting on autopilot? Great question. That is when you no longer are obsessed or attached to your desires. When you know that all that stands between you and the thing is the action that is laid before you to take in this most an intentional action as you can take. Once you know that the manifestation process will occur, all you have to do is continue to take this action and you'll get there. Then it's not the effort. You're not thinking about, oh my God, I got to manifest this. You're not wondering what's wrong with your vision board or getting scared of having a negative thought or anything like that. It's just, you are living your life. The manifestation part is the effortless part. You're just being who you're being and the law of attraction is working without you working it. That's really what we're talking about is there's no law of attraction effort in this. Is this why you say it gets to be the most fun and creative endeavor because you're finally reaching and just being who you innately know you are or want to be? It should be. That's the caveat that you want to have a fun and creative life. If that's what you want, then that's exactly what this must be. This creation process of your life must be a fun and creative endeavor. You're creating a person who is filled with fun and creativity, which means you get to start being that right now, which means you get to start having fun and being creative. And going through that little discomfort part, but then once you start tapping into, because it's who you are, that's why it's inside you. And there's that one little weird barrier of wiring that's keeping you from it. But once you cross that and tap back into it and it floods you again, it'll be like, oh yeah, and then you can just be it. Okay, that makes sense. Because at first, it doesn't sound like it's really fun if I'm going to put myself in all of these uncomfortable situations, even though I know what the end result is. But here you're talking about the release techniques that are available the stars or, you know, whatever, the positive markers that you have that also help, I'm thinking, show that you're making progress when you're getting stars. So it's that immediate affirmation, but then also over time, you're getting better because you're seeing advancement in the technique, if you will, of bringing yourself to the person that you're envisioning that should be you. Yeah, it becomes its own reward, obviously. I mean, there people aren't going to be <laughs> reliant on the XP from my program to live their lives. It's just that gives them that sort of momentum, you know, that momentum of doing. It's the tool to take them through it. Whatever we got to do to kind of get it, to keep it fun and engaging until they see the fun and they see the value of it, like they know on some level, because that's why they're in the program, the value of it. But when they start to see it work for themselves, then it's a whole different thing. Can you give us some examples of, again, either real or whatever you could do of a transformation? Someone was like this and now they're like this. So I've got such a wide range of people. I've got a guy who I have coached. He's a musician. I've coached him for years and most of it was in law of attraction type of stuff. And he's got, I don't want to give too much identifying information away, but he's got this huge like potential follow. He's got this huge following on Facebook, but he's not doing much with it monetarily. Like from my point of view, he could live off of this wherever he wanted for the rest of his life with just doing a few things. But for me, there's always been this mindset thing. He's blocked himself from being able to take that next leap, whatever it is, as bad as he wanted it. There were just conversations and you could feel it energetically when you talk to him. But then he came into this program, which is all about the rewiring. And he was one of the first people to start talking about the different results and how fast because of just the sort of the shift on approach. And then what started happening was like, again, just this confidence about who he was and what he's going to do with this asset, if you will. And now he's been approached by various partners who can certainly help him to monetize that. He's got a documentary film thing that he's been wanting to do. And then somebody showed up and wanted to invest and produce it. But there's these subtle shifts in who he's being. And a lot of that is on an energetic level that you can't necessarily see, but it is impacting the slightest little behavioral changes the email he might write, a word he might use, all of those little subtle differences make a huge impact. And just the comfort of living and going through his daily life, being his more authentic self, here I'm using that word again, his authentic self, and living out what he wants to be on this earth to be. It's got to be so rewarding for you as well, just watching that happen. 
It really is. And he's a great example of the metric about the difference between coaching just strictly law of attraction stuff and then this. Like how long it took to get like some real movement as opposed to just this way. And look, for some, and I don't want to say because the law of attraction for some people just exactly surface level, it just works. They saw the secret and miracles happen, whatever. It's still about their wiring and who they're being. They just didn't have as far to go or their wiring, you know, whatever. But there's a wide, huge population of people who have been following the law of attraction for freaking ever, love it, post inspirational quotes, post the secret, all, all of it, but still don't have the life they want, not even close, but mm. they're still grateful every day and they're still doing all this other stuff. And I'm talking, that's the person I want to hear me the most because it's like, look, I love that you love this. It was life-changing for me, but let's get you some freaking results so that you can love it on a whole other level. You know, it's just about tweaking some focus. It's just about tweaking some attention and getting clarity in areas that you may not be looking at. It's about transformation from the inside out, which seems cliche, but that's exactly what it is. We're all looking at the same ocean of energy through these different lenses because of our wiring, and we all see different truths. They're all different. So there's this arguing truth is so ridiculous because we have our truths for a very specific reason. But if our truths aren't working for us, we can actually change them. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking as you're talking, I want to just share with you one of the things that I felt was manifesting when I really didn't even know it based on the law of attraction. And I'm going to start by saying I kind of am thinking differently about this, like the law of attraction through what I was thinking about of the secret was very situational. Let me share what I mean. Okay. This has happened to me twice. Once I had a business that I was working out of my house and I got a huge job and I'm like, I can no longer be in the house. I need a production studio. Wouldn't you know, the very next day I was in the line at the post office sending out orders. And the woman in front of me told me about a space that was opening up no one knew about yet. And of course, I went to that space. Fast forward a few years, then I'm closing down that business, merging in another business, don't need to go there. And I'm walking with my husband and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be in that spot anymore. It's in a commercial area. I'd really like to be in the downtown area because I can go down to street level for lunch. It's where things are happening. I can walk out over to Lake Michigan at lunch. You know, like I'm envisioning all of it. Truth is the very next week, the space right next door to the Chamber of Commerce opened up and I happened to be walking into the chamber that day. And there it was. That's my space. So I keep saying, like, that's so crazy. And to the point about coincidence and all of that. And I feel like my thoughts and my thinking of what could be possible for me, I was manifesting that. Is that true? Well, yes, absolutely. You're manifesting your reality in every moment. But what I love about what's common to me about both those stories is I didn't hear any part in there where there was an opportunity for you to get attached. No, you're right. You just said, I want this. This is like you had clarity, like super clarity, right? Like uber clarity. And I'll bet you that clarity came with a really big, solid feeling that was like, mm -hmm. yes, this is what I want. And then you just let it go. I mean, it, like no obsession about, you know, you didn't even have time. It's 24 hours later. This woman is basically responding to that. And it sounds like the same thing. It's like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then it just unfolds. And that's what I'm talking about effortless. That's what I'm talking about effortless. You had this strong intention fused with emotion. You sent it out there and your actions took you to the places that you needed to go. However, that was who you were being that day took you where you needed to go to see those manifestations realize really super quick. Okay. And so that's how that all works. But those were very situational, right? What I hear you talking about and what we've been talking about this whole time is I'm thinking a deeper level because it's affecting your whole life of who you are as a person. Mine were just kind of situational points. Yours feels a lot deeper. Well, I know, but there's still a reflection of who you are and what you're up to. They're outsprings of your manifested reality or whatever. Maybe I don't understand what you mean by situational or why that's any less or I'm not sure. Maybe it isn't. I'm just thinking that those are just two events. Yeah, well, they are. You know, versus you saying who you want to be as a person and who you want to become. And I'm saying that those two events that happened so powerfully and fast were a result of who you're being, period. Okay, I got it. So those are the bonuses and the benefits of being powerfully who you are. Wonderful. That makes so much sense to me. 
Super. Okay, so we've talked a little bit now for our listeners to be able to have this concept. I think take away a little bit after we're done here. They can try it out. They kind of have a sense for it. But if they want to know more from you specifically, can you share a little bit more about your program, where people can learn more? What would you like to share? Well, okay. So the name of the program that I've been talking about is the Boundless Living Challenge. And it's basically a 45-day journey through this rewiring process with the processes I told you about and obviously much more. But it's very simple. The whole program part of it is like maybe 10 minutes a day, but the rest of your day is living it. But before we even put people in the program, what we like to do is to have them take this quiz that we create. It's called the Transformation Personality Type Quiz. Because of 20 years of doing this, I have realized that there are people who approach transformation. There's certain, I mean, you're familiar with personality tests and things like that. I totally made this up. This is all just my gauge of how people approach personal transformation. And there's these four main types. And when you know what type you are, it helps you with the identifying the autopilot behavior. That's why we do it. Because it's an aid to help people go, oh, that's me being the seeker, or that's me being the skeptic or whatever type they are. So they come in through the quiz, so they get an assessment of who they are, and then we introduce them to what the program is about. Because it's good to come into the program knowing what type you are anyway, and I've never had anybody ever tell me I was wrong. Oh my gosh, I want to take the quiz. Where do we go to do that? So it's TPT quiz, transformation personality type quiz, tptquiz.com. It'll take you like a minute. Okay. And so then you get your result and that's the best thing. And then from there, once we've got our result, then where would we go to understand better the next step? On the page. And I can give you a direct to Boundless Living, but you'll get a much better deal if you go through the quiz. And when you get your results, there'll be a link to join the program. And that's the best time to do it in terms of price or whatever. Once you get your results back, you'll get a nice little PDF of your results and what it all means and what you can do with that. You'll also get information about how to get to the challenge as well. And the challenge is 45 days. That's right. It's every day. They get new content every day. And like I said, they get points for doing certain activities each day, coming into the group and doing an act of self-care. We have a breathing thing they do every day. All of this is all to help the rewiring process. You've piqued my curiosity here. (laughs) Any other overlying points that you'd like to make with our listeners just as we close out here? I guess it's like people listen to so much personal development now is much more than I think ever in history. And they hear a lot of the same sort of stuff, same kind of promises. And I know I hear myself saying, you know, you can be whoever it is like it's unavoidable. But my message is super, super clear that and I'm not just this isn't hyperbolic that you can be whoever you want. I'm not standing up there yelling at a bunch of kids, you can be whoever you want. I'm saying from a biological point of view, you can change aspects of yourself that are not serving you to literally become a different version of you. And if you don't believe it's possible, think about who you were five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I promise you, you've changed. And there's probably some thought processes that you had 10 years ago that you cannot imagine how you ever, ever thought that way. That's the nature of growth, and that's how dramatically our truths can change. And that all happened on autopilot while you weren't paying attention. Now I'm saying let's pay attention and get intentional with it. Let's give your brain everything it likes to make this neurogenesis and this neuroplasticity process go as fast as possible, and let's get you literally, truly transformed and not just some hit of high emotion that you get from a seminar or a movie or whatever. When you get a little bit of neurotransmitters floating around, you go, oh, that was awesome. I'm going to do this for two days. And then the old wiring kicks in. If you don't have the support system, your old wiring is at least 93% more likely just to take over and you will just rationalize going back to your old way of thinking. And we don't want to do that. I mean, the opportunity and the potential is so great and it's open for all of us. Yes. Every human who can have a thought. Yes. And you've started to show us the way here. We've given everyone the next steps to take if you want to go deeper with this. And I absolutely love it, Bob. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show, sharing all of this with us and giving us so much hope for our futures. I thoroughly enjoyed it, Sue. No problem. What a fascinating conversation. I'm on my way to take the transformation personality quiz. I love things like this and can't wait to discover something about myself that will make me ponder 
and adjust something in my life. Can't have too much law of attraction in my eyes. Why don't you take it with me? The link again is tptquiz.com. Next week, we're heating things up in the world of fiber art. Our guest is a former firefighter, and wait till you hear her journey to creating a seriously hot, multifaceted quilting business. As always, thanks for joining me here today. If you've enjoyed the show, make sure to follow the podcast on your app of choice. That way you won't miss a single episode, especially right now as we do this air date test. Also, a rating and review would be much appreciated. It's a way the show will be seen by more makers, so it's a great way to pay it forward. And now, be safe and well, and I'll see you again next time on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun, because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze today.